And welcome to Show Center, the air show podcast. I'm air show announcer Matt Jolly, joined as always by my colleagues, Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder. Hey, guys. Hi there. I'm operating with high degree of latency this morning, I think. That's all right. I was late. Is that code? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> where not. is Rob this morning? Where's Rob? We've got. We've already got. We we have a special guest day. We have a Bill Barber Award winner on the yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, not me. He's the king of the night. Um, yeah. And he has been for a long time. People don't realize that that our guest today actually made a living, uh, made a living as a as a nightclub dancer. Uh, he left his clothes on, but he what? Would, he would yeah he would actually strap fireworks <laughs> to himself. And spin around. That was his gig. And now <laughs> I'm talking about the king of the night, the night writer himself, Nathan Hammond, joins us now. Who Bill uh, Barber Award winner. Yeah. yeah now does Good his does his firework dancing now with a plane strapped to him because uh, you know it was it was a, it was a well, I'll let you tell the story, well, Nathan. But it was a rough was night say, in the bar that he, night. We've, now, now we've got to start with this story. Here, yeah. here we were going to oh get reaction gosh. and everything to this big award. But wait a minute. Yeah. Stop the presses. I wonder you if did says, what? Yeah. Does this have anything to do with well, the AC Ducey, Nathan? Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was this one night, and, and it was kind of late. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. And we were having some fun. And, and no, no. <laughs> what happens in Kentucky stays in Kentucky. That's all we're going to – that's, that's right. just how we're going to leave that's it right. this morning. So there we go. Welcome and congratulations, bud. Big deal. Thank you very much. Uh, I, incredible honor. Um, I mean, when the phone call came, it was it was beyond a shock because that is some rarefied air up there. Uh, when you start looking at the names of you know Bob Hoover and and Susie and Patty Wagstaff and Oliver, I, I mean that is that is a who's who. And and honestly, I don't feel like I, I belong up there. Um, but we'll we'll keep pushing hard. And, oh yeah, uh, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You do, so, and 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 I think what's incredible in this too is that it's in just ten years. Look what you've accomplished, and it's it, this last decade has been. I mean, that's that's not a lot of time, Nathan. It it it, it we hit the ground running, um, and and a lot of that is because I was surrounded by the right people. You you three specifically um, that always expected nothing but excellence, um, which is, which is what we need in this industry is just, you know, push the bounds, um, uh, and, and find better entertainment, uh, in this industry and, and keep pushing and chasing those dragons. Mm. I want to, I want to talk to about your, your past because, uh, you did, you worked for Steve Oliver. One of the greatest stories I think ever that I've ever heard at the grunts meeting, uh, was, was you telling the story about about the first time, the first time you got to fly the demo uh, down there, and I think it was at Sun and Fun. You know where I'm going with this. And as you're taxiing the plane back, what happens? Yeah, so so Steve uh, Steve threw me the keys of the airplane. and said, "Okay, you you need you need to go fly this one. Uh, I'm gonna stay here and watch you and, and and critique you, put you on the spot here." And so I went out, flew the airplane, came back, landed. I'm taxiing in and I see Steve walk in, I think towards me to meet me at the airplane. And he peels off and jumps in the back of a Ford Mustang and climbs up on the seat and starts waving to the crowd and taking the clap lap. (laughs) (laughs) That's the greatest story. 
<laughs> so, so, Steve so Oliver, I, ladies I realized, and gentlemen, here he comes. I, yeah, I, I realized right there what showmanship really is. You know, don't, don't let the secrets out. It's all part of the show, folks. Stealing well, you know, the spotlight. How about it that? was? I think it was the Los Angeles County show. It was somewhere out west where you flew the you flew the mission as well. And they never told me it was you. I threw out the entire thing as the narrator kept saying it was, you know, it was them. And uh, and then it was only on landing that they came over and said, by the way, his name is Nathan, blah, blah, blah. Do you remember that? I, 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 for a long time, I, I flew as either Steve Oliver or, or if I was skywriting, I was Suzanne Oliver. I'd have to put my wig on as I came in and landed, you know, make sure my makeup was all good. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> Oh my God! You know, never let it be said that the air show industry is not on the cutting edge of genderism. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh right. That's right. We're equal opportunity. <laughs> well, you've you've come a long way, and of course, you you you've now bought the airplane. Uh, you're continuing this tradition, making chipmunks cool, which I love. I mean, I am all about that. I think it's great. We've had your plane in our down at the hangar, in fact, and uh, I think you even know the door code. I think yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an uncomfortable dependency, though, because. Matt is always needing help with his. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, there's, there's a, a, a relationship there. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, phone calls of, Hey, how do I fix my airplane? How, how bad should this tail creak when you, when you, <laughs> oh, is that, God. is that normal for it to make that noise, Nathan? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's normal. <laughs> you know, it hadn't pulled off yet. The, the energy, though, that, that Steve would put on that, or, I mean, the, it was just it was mind-boggling. I mean, I fly one, two of them. And right. talk about that initial dive that he would do, because I mean, it's staggering, guys, when you hear this. Steve, Steve would, would push this airplane to its absolute limit and, and back off just a little bit to keep it in the margin there. But he would come diving into the box at, at 235 miles an hour and do a rolling 7G pull. That way he could get that full vertical roll on the way up. I mean, I mean, you got to remember a, a chipmunk, it's no extra. It's, it's no Edge 540. It's, it's really a, a decathlon with some extra horsepower. It loops and it rolls, and that's about it. But, but Steve knew how to get every little ounce of performance out of this airplane. And, uh, and I realized very quickly that, that I didn't enjoy, you know, putting my body through seven G's. Uh, so, so we toned it down quite a bit. Um, one mainly for myself because I, I don't like pulling that hard. And then second, because, you know, it's a, it, the airplane is kind of a, a, a gentle old lady. So we want to keep her around for a little bit. In fact, this year we, we rolled over 10,000 hours on the airframe itself. Um, now in that 10,000 hours, it's been rebuilt twice now. So, uh, it's like my grandfather's ax, right? I've replaced the head twice and the handle three times, but it's still my grandfather's ax. <laughs> Nathan, let me ask you this. Is it a plus six minus three airplane typically, or, or what's the deal on that? It, it is. Yeah. It, it, it can, it can yank and bank and go up to, uh, uh I think plus six minus two, I think is where the, the comfort margin is. Uh, okay. absolutely goes a little bit farther, but in my routine, um, I shoot for, for plus four and, and minus one. And I only do the minus one at the very end, you know, for the inverted wing wag, you know, the throwback to the old days. 
uh, just as the, the final salute. Uh, otherwise, I don't hang upside down in the airplane um, very much of, of any and, and just try and make the airplane be graceful, big, swoopy, um, and leave all the, the gyroscopics and the hard pulls to the guys like Kevin Coleman and, and Kirby Chandless. Let them, let them really show the people what, a, what an airplane can do in, in full tilt. There was another guy who used to fly a chipmunk by the name of Art Scholl that we all know and love. And this airplane, you, you, you said, you know, it's kind of a decathlon with, with bigger horsepower, but this airplane was the hot rod of its day. This was pre-extra. This was before all of these unlimited aerobatic airplanes came. And it, it harkens back to that spirit, in my opinion, of when you could just do this kind of stuff. You knew it was available. They knew it was a great aircraft, uh, Canadian-built. And, and they said, look, this is a, a wonderful aerobatic platform. Let's go let's go do something cool and invent something. And you've built on that, and you've built a brand on it. I call you the king of the night because I think you are. You are the, you're the ghost rider in the day. You're the night rider at night. And you, you've built this brand with this airplane now of combining uh, some really cool elements, and you, you've made it your own yet again. And I, I think that's the perfect airplane for you because that's what this aircraft is known for, right? Is doing and, something and, unique, it, and 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 that's the name of the game of, of the air show industry. Is is you know all all the airplanes we fly, they all do the same thing. They they loop, they roll, they flip, they flop. Um, it's how you present the airplane. And so we realized we we couldn't do anything aerodynamically with the airplane um, or performance wise. So how do we increase the the element of entertainment? And and I'll be honest, I I was watching Bob and Lori Carlton in the, in the subsonics jet. And I loved the lights that they had going down the side of the airplane. I thought, you know, I really like it, but, but I can't just copy it. So, so how can we take it to the next level? And that's when we did the led lights. Um, and we tweaked our, our pyro, which was something that Steve Oliver had on the airplane before us. So, so we, we just kind of slightly improve the elements a little bit, but the best part of all of this is I can't wait to see who takes it to the next level. Somebody out there is going to come up with the the new gag. Um, you know, it was it was Matt Yonkin with the lights. It was it was us that took it with with LED lights. Um, and now somebody else is going to take it to the next level. Uh, you know, Kyle Fowler is working with his electroluminescent paint, uh, which is really slick and neat. Um, I, I can't wait to see what's coming out in the next uh, in the next year or two years. Uh, on the airshow circuit because it is going to be fantastic. And that combination now of not just having the fireworks and the aircraft uh, leave the scene for a while and then maybe come back, but flying, and it looks like you're flying right through them. <clears throat> and, and the safe way to do that, but you've been very innovative on that on this side of the pond, at least. Yeah. Um, luckily, I've, I've been a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, Kelly, my, my wife, her father shoots fireworks professionally. And so when I was, when I was dating Kelly, um, I did everything I could to try and impress her. And that meant going and helping her father shoot fireworks. So I've got a little bit of a fireworks background and then I, I could understand where the fireworks, how they operate, how they, how they work and whatnot. And when we finally got a, a fireworks operator at an air show that was comfortable enough with, with having an airplane go swooping around, we, uh, we were able to go in there and, and set up a, a, a very defined rules of engagement so that we could operate with the airplane within the fireworks. And, 
and it just takes it to that next level again. Right. And, and the crowd is, is amazed. And, and that's what we want is that higher level of entertainment. We want a higher production value for the air show. Um, that way the air show succeeds, which means the industry succeeds and, and everybody within the industry will succeed. Since none of us, Nathan, were, were there Wednesday night for the show, how was the weather for that and how was the crowd? So the weather, the weather broke just absolutely gorgeous Wednesday night here at Oshkosh. Um, the, the temperature started to cool off a little bit. It's been a little warm here, but once the sun went down, it, uh, it cooled off really nice. And the best part was we had a, enough wind that it blew out the smoke. I don't know if you all have been watching, but, but the first couple of days of Oshkosh, um, you couldn't see the other end of the runway. I mean, we, we at times had, had a mile and a half visibility just from the Canadian wildfire smoke. Thank you, Rick Peterson for that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the smoke has finally blown out. The, uh, the temperatures are starting to go down. We had a, a, a good little thunderstorm last night. And so hopefully, uh, we're in the cruise mode now here at Oshkosh and, uh, tomorrow's going to look even better and Saturday is going to be great. So, uh, uh, I think we're going to have a great uh, rest of the show here at Oshkosh, and the night show wins uh, Saturday night will be spectacular. I think that's fantastic. You, you and and I had this conversation at um, Smyrna in Tennessee about chasing dragons, and I th- I think this is a, <laughs> and because I was so hopped up on painkillers that 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 day, I really didn't grasp exactly what you were saying, and I thought you were actually chasing real dragons. But let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about that because I think there's something there's something to that that I think is uh, is something those of us in the industry should pay attention to because that's what it's all about. Right. So so chasing dragons. Um, you're always looking for that, that perfect show, right? Where, where just everything you do just locks in. You fly the airplane on the, on the perfect profile. Your, your timing is perfect. Um, just, there's no issues. There's nothing goes wrong and you land and you know it deep down in your, in your, the soul of your body that that was the perfect show. And, and you work really hard. And when that finally happens, now you start chasing that feeling. You start chasing that dragon of that perfect feeling of the perfect air show. And, and the scary part about this is, uh, in the, in the 10 years I've been flying this airplane, 20 years in the industry, I've experienced that perfect show one time mm. where everything, everything clicked. And it was such a strong emotional moment that made such an impact that ever since that one show, I, I, I keep chasing that, that perfect show. I keep chasing that dragon. And, and, and as professionals in this industry, <clears throat> we all, we all need to strive for that, that goal of perfection. And so when we land, we always debrief, you know, with the team or, or the others at the air show there. And you, and you, you, you find all your mistakes that you made, right? Little mistakes. Hey, I was, I was three seconds late. Hey, uh, I over-rotated a roll, uh, you know, 10 degrees, little mistakes, because it's those little details that, that make for a perfect show. But let me tell you, when you get one, when you get that perfect show, when you get that moment of, of just absolute perfection, 
it is a feeling that is indescribable. And, and it's so good that you know you did everything perfect. You did everything the way it was supposed to. And all you want to do is recreate that moment. And, and so, like I said, we, we had that moment once. Um, it was back in, in 2018, and we've been chasing it ever since. We've been chasing that dragon. You know, last last Wednesday, or last year on the Wednesday show, I man, I that was Rick. You were there. You remember this? I mean, yes, yeah, out of the park, great. And I and I remember you saying, "Well, you know, we had a few little tweaks here and a few little tweaks there." And it got me to thinking about something. And this is the perfect opportunity to bring this up. Your show, in particular, there are a lot of people involved in that. I mean, you know, you set the the pyro, you fly the plane, you have a great team, uh, your team, but then there's all these other people. Uh, that are required to make your performance great. Talk to talk to us about how you manage that because in some of these instances, it's a volunteer team, uh, and it's your brand on the line. It's not. I mean, you know, you can't blame a volunteer for something that goes wrong. But how do you manage all of those elements uh, in this in this rope that you pull together uh, to make this show possible? And and it's finding it's finding the right team. Um, I mean, it starts with my wife, Kelly. I mean, she is the rock that keeps us, keeps us all centered, keeps us all pointing in the right direction and, and is the first to pull the plug. Um, she has, she has caught it before any of us where things aren't going correctly, aren't going the right direction. The feel isn't right. And, and, and she's right there just keeping a bird's eye on everything. And then you, you surround yourself with, with, smarter people than yourself, right? I'm the dumbest guy in the room. All I do nah. is wiggle. But, but with a, a crew chief, uh, we've got Alex Jamison that, that is always there to, to have the airplane prepped, uh, dialed in, ready to go so that I don't have to think about the airplane at all. Um, and then, and then you start going to the next levels, right? We, we get the pyro team that, that is dialed in and knows exactly what they need to be doing. And the fireworks team that knows exactly what they're, they're doing. You've got the, the announcer and, and you always hope that it's one of you guys, right. That, that is, is a professional in this industry that knows exactly what needs to happen when it needs to happen and, and can call you in on the radio at the, at, I mean, a time hack, not, not three seconds early, not three seconds late at the hack be able to either feed that, that music up or, or call you across on the radio um, all the way down to air boss. Uh, I mean, if air boss doesn't have a good grasp of what's going on, then, then it just makes things difficult. So, so you, you surround yourself with the best and, and you plan it out as safe as possible so that nobody has to do all the heavy lifting. Let me ask you this, Nathan. Let me ask you this. Have you ever or do you allow your team members to call a knock it off? Has there ever been one of those? Absolutely. Everybody, everybody has the veto power and, and it can be anybody on the team. I mean, it could be my kids uh, at 13 years old. They're wise enough, smart enough to know what's going on um, and can say, Hey, you know, I don't think this is right. Um, so far, knock on wood, we've never gotten ourselves that deep into the woods where we've had to call a knock it off. Um, we've had several instances where we've, where we've called a pause, called a pause and, and said, Hey, let's, let's re let's rehack this from the beginning. And, uh, 
and reevaluate. But luckily we've never gotten that deep into the, into the production or into the planning where, where we've just had to, had to lock up the brakes and come to a full stop. I understand that safety is, is certainly paramount. And uh, well, every, everything we do in this industry is so team oriented. I mean, it's uh, you can't do any of this without the teamwork that's involved in getting it done. Absolutely. Um, it, and, and you can't, you can't stress that enough. Um, you've got to have a good team. You've got to have just an exceptional team that understands the goal, understands the mission and understands their role in that. Um, everybody has the knockoff capability, right? Anybody, uh, across the board can say, Hey, this isn't good. This isn't right. This isn't safe. Um, but then it takes, it takes that team member to understand that they have their mission in the team to make the airplane, to make the act, to make the air show be successful. Nathan, well, congratulations. it's great to have you. Yeah, yeah, man, congrats from all of us. Sorry we're not there to celebrate with you. Well, we will certainly all rally up at the next air show, and if nothing else, we'll, uh, we'll certainly all be together at the ICAST convention. And yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, whether we remember what happens after the, the, the convention, I don't know. But um, <laughs> it, it, what happens in it, Vegas gets forgotten in Vegas. It's it forgotten. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you guys. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you all. Um, we're going to bust out of here uh, because actually the skies are starting to clear here at Oshkosh. So we're going to roll the airplane outside and see if we can go draw some smiley faces. Sounds Roger great. That. God, thanks for fun. being with us, partner. Yeah, thanks, Nate. Talk to you later, gentlemen. All right. But, so so yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we got to do now. We got to go. We got to ring the phone here. We got to ring it and see what's on the line. And I think what's on the line right now is prop wash. With oh, there you go. The world. calling it in. I was calling it in. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most professional newsman in all professional, of the professional, professional, all of the show business. Just, Rick just, just before we kick into that too, just one, one brief story is as, uh, as Nathan heads off to do the big smiley face in the sky and uh, do some skywriting today, I have to say I worked with uh, Brad Worston. Brad writes a thumb in the sky, a thumbs up in the sky. That's cool. And that's, well, that's the first time I've worked with him that, where he did the thumbs up in the sky because Fred Kaiser, the guy that puts on the air show at Boundary Bay near Vancouver, was celebrating a birthday. Mm. So he says, I'm going to do the thumbs up. And, uh, and so he starts with the thumb, hmm. which scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I was going to say, I that could no go. I, just, I had no <laughs> go idea back. where he was going with this. I, oh, I'm locked and in on this finally, <laughs> Then finally the knuckles. And I oh, breathed boy. a sigh of relief. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Back to prop wash. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, Warren Peach. Warren Peach has to be the uh, next to Nathan, the second happiest guy right now uh, when it comes to flying and, and perhaps getting an award. Thunderbird uh, that we were briefly talking about has been so well received at Air Venture. Uh, Thunderbird once again making headlines as it did in 1949 when it won the Bendex race uh, piloted by Joe DeBana. Uh, set piston uh, driven speed record of what 470 miles an hour 48 coats of primers plus the iconic glass cobalt blue uh, paint uh, said to have added eight miles per hour to its speed uh, that red pegasus logo of mobile oil because uh, it raced on the special mix of 150 octane gas and uh, owned by jimmy stewart at that time when it set the record in cleveland 
And over the years, Jackie Cochran also and uh, Warren Peach, who engaged Air Corps Aviation to restore it. And it's uh, it's just beautiful. It's it just is. beautiful. Well, and you know, Did, I, what? Warren is is one of those guys when, it, you know, I gosh, we all remember. I mean, I, we've, I think the three of us uh, remember his his T-Craft routine. You know, he flies oh all goodness. kind of stuff, right? I mean, I've never seen a zero demonstration or a, a Warbird demonstration like a Warren Peach demonstration. But my favorite, though, is that guy flying that Taylor craft. I mean, it's just the clipped wing T-craft, right? Yeah. Yeah, Just the roll rate was phenomenal. What a bunch of talent between those two brothers, right? Oh, God. Well, this is it. But but Warren's passion has always been the Warbirds and the history of the. I mean, he gushed. He got something. We were at the Fagan Fighters for a show a couple of years ago, and he got delivered to him there. Uh, this gun sight for the zero and just marveled over how it was a it, it wasn't an original it was made uh, you know a, 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 a made for specifically uh, for for the airplane because they couldn't find one anymore but it was so beautifully made and he was just gushing about the history of all of that so this for him is just a pinnacle and uh, I'm, I'm very happy for him for that. Kevin LaRosa, by the way, Top Gun Maverick photo guy, working with Raz and the F-22 Raptor team now. Have you seen some of the footage they've come out with? Incredible stuff. I have not. Yeah, we have, have these not awesome that. images from air shows shot from the ground of what the F-22 does when it's doing its flipping and flopping and all these weird things. He has now shot that from above with the super uh, you know, cameras that he has on board helicopters. So the F-22 is coming up at you and then flipping over and doing the things that it does. So I don't know exactly what the project is yet, but I can't wait to see the finished product. Uh, Riyadh, the Royal International Air Tattoo, defied the weather gods and got a successful show in despite <laughs> monsoon rains, hurricane winds, and they still managed to get it done because it's Britain, right? It's England. You show they up already the understand the marginal VFR. Exactly. And uh, some of the photographs that came out of there with the uh, not just the vapor, but the cloud systems moving out of the way as the fighters flew in it as well. Uh, pretty stunning. Second quarter ICAST magazine is out. Unconventional wisdom is one of the uh, the categories and one of the things you got to read on ticket prices. Uh, as far as our industry is concerned, ticket prices are a big issue. We're constantly uh, trying to figure out whether, you know, we should be charging more. Uh, or less, depending on, on, on what you're going through. But uh, airshow management today, this is a you don't want to miss this article, and it's in the second quarter of the ICAST magazine, and it's in your electronic versions. The other one's in your mailbox if you haven't already got it. And soaring engagement, uh, Steph Strickland, our buddy Steph, uh, our airshow case studies on influencer activations, the successful ones. So that's all all pretty good. And by the way, Matt, you wanted to. Mentioned that Mr. Bridgewater is going to join well, us as well. I, I think we should Steven. try. Yeah, we should try and reach out to him. You were talking about Riyadh, and of course he's been there. He's been all over the place, and uh, so I, I think we should take just an extra few minutes here and uh, and try and reach out. Give to him, him a buzz. Yeah, let's, let's try this. Get... Social security. Admin. Oh well, that's not Steve Bridgewater. I don't know what <laughs> social security. Oh what? gosh. Well, we, has we, he been arrested? He must have been. So. Sorry, Stephen. We tried to His try immigration him. papers were not in order, and no. uh, they found him. I guess so, so. much for first-person stuff from the Royal well, International Air Tattoo. We'll have him on afterwards. You know, it's a very early morning over there in Oshkosh right now. Well, and I should I should point out, too, speaking of things British, the, the, the Red Devils, uh, British Army skydiving team, now have a thing called the Pentagram. 
where they have what? a five a five jumper down plane. Uh, they wow. are all tethered together, and they head in at the ground, and they are the five of them. Mm. Uh, you, you've got to see this. And, uh, you know, I, I hold my breath whenever they're all tethered together like that. But apparently they have ways to untether themselves. But uh, it's mm. pretty interesting, and they've uh, that is a world's first. So there you go. Disconnecting it, it, can become an issue, and as it did in Duluth with the uh, Duluth. frogs. Yeah. How is our jumper is- doing? He's in good condition, last thing I heard. Uh, I had, I feared for his life, and when I got down there close, I got to talk to one of the team members, and then I got close, and I could see that he was actually speaking. So he was conscious. Um, he was busted up in the lower part of his body. I know at least he broke a femur, um, and there may have been more, but yeah. uh, he, uh, it looked like they had a late disconnect from their two-way, from their downplane there, right yeah. in front of the announcer stand. Oh, I got to tell you. There was a part of this that one of the team members asked me to say that in deference and in respect to the family and everybody else involved in this is that we asked that I asked the crowd not to post things on social media. When it was all said and done, there was one thing on a television station, one TV station, and one other piece where they were carrying him uh, to, all surrounded, but carrying him to the life flight helicopter to get him to St. Mary's Hospital. The crowd was so respectful. Way to go, Duluth. That's great. Well done. That is yeah. great. Well, listen, I'm happy. Guys. I'm happy to hear he's he's recovering, and that's uh, that's good news for the leapfrogs and for everybody. You and, you and, and that is and that is prop wash. That, that is, is yeah. That's the show. Actually, we're that's we're done. pretty much a wrap for the show. Yeah. I'm off to uh, Rochester, New York, and uh, in a couple of weeks, and you are uh, off to Australia in a couple yeah. of weeks, Matt. Well, in like and, a few days now, yeah. Yeah. And I just finished five shows in six weeks, so I've got four <laughs> weeks before, three weeks now before my next show. <laughs> Rob's off to the lake. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> just to go and feed the birds and sit out on the porch, and I get that. So oh you, you, got that, you got that right. Going right. to Maine. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Ready for the lobsters. <laughs> and are your boys going with you, or is it just you, you and Jill? It's j- just Jill and, and I who will be there, and we will have lobster at least three times in the 14 days we're there. We'll call you in the morning and uh, rattle your cage. Why not? All right. Well, hey, it's great great talking to you. By the way, if you, if you want to find if you want to find the one and only Rob Ryder online, you can find him. At, uh, at what what's the uh, the website they can find you? RobRider.com, R-O-B-R-E-I-D-E-R.com. And, and what about you, Matt Jolly? Well, it's Matt Jolly, M-A-T-T-J-O-L-L-E-Y.com. And then uh, for uh, for Rick over there. It's .ca. Yeah, Rick Peterson. Yes. It's called, yes, it's called forestfiresmoke.ca. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Peterson without without a K, yeah. R-I-C-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N dot C. There you go. Dot C. <laughs> dot low viz. Yeah. That's it. All right, guys. Cough. <laughs> Gosh. All right, y'all have fun. I can't see. <laughs> Be safe. I just can't breathe. Dot can't see. Hey. That's terrible. Oh, gosh. All right. What are, what are you here? I'm going to get out of here before we break something. Yeah, you've got to get a fact for Australia.